burning desire to talk is back with you. I'm Lou. And I'm Mark. How we doing, everybody? We hope you're having a great day, a great evening, great afternoon, whenever it is that you're listening to this. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Uh, we're back at it again. Uh, pretty nice night tonight, Mark. Not too windy. It's cold, but it's not that cold. And because there hardly is any, uh, any wind, it doesn't feel as bad. Oh, yeah, the wind is key, man. That's key. But uh, we got the fire going. It's kind of late on the Sunday night. But, um, you know, better late than never. Um, but have you seen what has been basically going on now? It's been going on for a couple years now, but really picking up speed over the last uh, couple months um, between Russia and, uh, and Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. It's been building up a lot, especially more recently now than, than later on. You know, we, it, it's funny. I used to jokingly say, you know, I kind of miss the Russians. You know what I mean? You always knew who your enemy was. You know, I kind of miss having the Soviet Union around. You needed somebody to hate mm-hmm. right? or to fear. You know, like the good old days in the Cold War, right? Um, but, man, let me tell you something. This is as close as really as close as as we've come to the beginning of World War Three. Truly. Because even during the the Cold War, you know, it was it was all based around, you know, a nuclear war, right? And no one no one wanted that. And we didn't want that. The Russians didn't want that. Our allies didn't want that. Nobody wanted that because it meant the destruction of the earth. But this looks to be like a good old fashioned conventional war. Right. You know? They've amassed last several reports I've read well over 125,000 127,000 troops um, on the border with the Ukraine right backed obviously by the Belarusians and Belarus right the uh, the the uh, I almost said Soviet the Russian Navy in the Crimean Peninsula which they annexed you know just a few years ago lies at the furthest southern part of uh, Ukraine uh, there, there, there are thousands of troops there, tens of thousands of troops on alert there. I mean, the latest estimates say that, I mean, we're about a month or two, if not closer, to the Russians making a move mm-hmm. and, and, and actually invading the Ukraine. Can you imagine? No, no. Can you imagine all. what's going to happen? No, utter, utter chaos. That's what it will be, utter chaos on a global scale. Well, it was funny because I was watching this thing the other night and it was basically showing who was on whose side, kind of like an like uh, almost like a uh, like uh, an all star game um, in some major sports league Mm -hmm. where you have the East, literally the East versus the West. And that's actually what you really do have now. And they were going by uh, country by country. And stating which side they were on, right? So obviously, you know, on um, on, the, on the western side, you have the U.S. backing the Ukraine, right? Then they would go to the eastern side, and they said, "Well, China's backing, uh, or Russia's backing." Um, yeah, sorry, the China's uh, uh, backing the Russians, right? Mm-hmm. And then they would come back to the to the west and say, "Well, of course, uh, the U.S. is in, so you know, uh, England and Canada are in." Right, uh, or the UK, I should say, and Canada, and then they went back to the other side. They said, North Korea is in on the Russian side, the right. pro-Russian side," and and it was like, it was almost like they were setting it up 
um, where it, it would only fall short of Vegas laying lines on uh, what what the uh, what the over under was on an invasion and you know what the next step was going to be from there. Yeah, you know it's incredible what what the what the world's uh, come to, um, and just when you thought, just you know, recently we've heard reports now that the UK is backing off of any mandates having to do with the with the with the virus, right? They're backing off. They're basically opening up the the, the UK completely. Ireland is following suit. Um, you know, obviously all of the UK and, and of course, when one or two countries do it, you're going to find the rest of the countries are going to start doing it one by one. Right. And just a few weeks later, uh, we start hearing about this, this, this Russian uh, aggression towards the Ukraine that basically stems from a deal that they made several years ago with um, which was a political uh, one um, in nature, but to become part of the European Union. And NATO, of course. NATO, yeah. Right? What are your thoughts on this stuff, man? It's crazy, man. It's it's like uh, like you said, it's it's the powder keg is, is already there. I used to hear that in school about World War II. And as you were talking about the different sides, it sounded very similar when you had sides on World War II, you know, the, uh, the Allied powers and the Axis powers. And to your point, I had seen something similar where it said, uh, Ukraine, you know, is is an ex-satellite to the Soviet Union, you know, and Russia doesn't want any of their countries joining NATO. And that sounds like, from what I believe, what it stemmed from, right? Ukraine was about to join NATO or maybe was right. entertaining well, the idea. Right. Well, you know, there's so many former republics, you know, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, uh, Russia in and of itself was considered, it can be considered a former Soviet uh, republic, right? Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, um, uh, territory, if you will, right? Um, uh, Georgia and uh, and the Ukraine, obviously, with the Ukraine probably being the most uh, influential around the world, and of course they're wanting to join NATO for 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 many different reasons. Well, that's all the Russians had to hear, and of course when they started amass troops, well, we started sending over. Um, uh, weapons and and you know assisting the 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 Ukraine and so did other countries. Well, now Russia, of course, is looking at that as an uh, as a aggression towards towards um, towards them. And you know this is just one thing. And and it, it, but but it's not the only problem now. Uh, don't forget, and people, you know, sometimes tend to forget, especially when you're talking about, you know, the Russians, you know, you have the problem with China and Taiwan, right? you know, and then on top of that, the problem that's, that's been in existence for, for thousands of years, you know, uh, good old Israel, mm-hmm. you know, um, Israel, as you know, uh, didn't become a, a country until, what was it, 1948, but, but the area in and of itself, they're completely surrounded by what could only be described as mortal enemies, you know, uh, to the to the Jews, and the whole the situation now with with uh, with Iran uh, poking their nose um, and and uh, sticking their you know sticking their two cents in it and and basically the problems the fighting that that um, that's been occurring between Israel and um, and Iran, which God only knows what that could possibly lead to. Can you imagine if Israel were attacked? Oh no, that would, that would again. That would be utter chaos, also. And these are different hotspots. You know, everything you're naming all simultaneous. Uh, yep, they're all hotspots hot uh, around the world. 
Yep, and you're right, simultaneously. A video I'd seen the other night basically said that. You know, sometimes in the world you have one, and it's one thing if you have two, but there are like three major hotspots around the world right now, globally. And each one could drag the world into another world war, a conventional one, you know? Yeah. Um, which I'm not, you know, I, I listen, uh, I don't know that we on this side, you know, um, the United States, um, I, I, I can totally see why Vladimir Putin and the Russians are doing what they're doing now versus a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Um, they obviously consider the West weak. And although we've been warning them over and over that continued aggression is going to be met uh, with retaliation and so on and so forth, you know, they're kind of like, um, they're, they're pushing the envelope to see just how far they can go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is something to that, you know? I'm not so sure that we're, that the U.S. is being viewed as a, uh, as the, uh, the power, the world power that it once was. Oh, sure. You know? Um, and for, for various reasons, but primarily when it comes down to it, I think the core of it lies with the world's perception of, of the current administration and how things are being run here uh, domestically, having to do primarily with, with, uh, with um, the COVID uh, pandemic, um, that they don't necessarily feel that... Um, you know, uh, as in past years, that the U.S. would be so fast into um, into defending its allies, number one, and uh, getting involved in something like that. Although, you know, uh, words would would lead to the contrary. You know what I mean? The the things that are being said will lead you to believe um, the, the contrary. However, I think that Russia is willing to find out, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I mean, this is something that I don't think a lot of people are giving much thought to because it's not directly related to the U.S. It's another former Soviet republic that they have an issue with and so on and so forth. And it's kind of like, I think most Americans are taking the, uh, the position of, well, it's not really affecting me, so I'm not going to worry about it. Well, people need to worry about it because, you know, we start sending troops over there. And, 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 and let's say that something does break out in Israel, right? So now we're going to send troops over there to obviously help defend Israel, right? And we're going to have troops on the front lines, probably, other than, you know, taking more of an active role, other than just the advisor role that we, that we love to take, Right when we're sticking our nose and sometimes in things that don't concern us, um, you're going to start amassing troops to take the Russians on, you know, head on, mm-hmm. right, in conventional warfare. And then what about South Korea? Because you know the North Koreans aren't going to stand still. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if China gets into it, right? If China gets into it with Taiwan, now we have to help Taiwan. You know. And uh, if that happens, then, then the North Koreans are going to start sticking their nose in it. And South Korea, for all intents and purposes, is vulnerable. Yeah. You know, although they have a very well-trained army and a big army at that, um, I, don't, I don't think uh, the North Koreans would even blink 
at the thought of uh, of invading or trying to invade uh, South Korea again. Yeah, I was watching a video the other night, and it was like a a worldly news video talking about all these different things you're talking about around the world. And to me, what it seemed like is what could possibly happen would be the domino effect. In other words, if a skirmish was to break out and there was a conflict in one part of the world, all these different ones you named in any other order, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter which one. It doesn't matter what order. But it would almost, maybe one you think would want to give one of these other nations that have a beef with someone near them that they want to like mix it up with an excuse to go after them because in, in, Absolutely. Other, in other words the, the diversion would be somewhere else in the world so they would almost be like ah oh, it's almost like a club fight you know it's like the two dudes start fighting over here all of a sudden a third and fourth guy get in all right maybe they're buddies but why did all of a sudden did the sixth seventh and eighth guy get in they didn't even know these other people but it just broke out that way you know right. what i mean to, to other individuals right you know? right it, it, exactly maybe maybe at that point through diversion right china decides you know what um i want retribution for what the japanese did right um uh, prior to 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 uh, world war ii and during world war ii right I want to I wanna go after uh, Japan. Well, they're one of our biggest allies. They're one of our greatest allies, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what do you do then? This could actually catapult the U.S. and our closest allies, Australia, Canada, the U.K., Italy, Spain, Germany, not, well, not Spain, uh, Greece, you know, um, into battles on various fronts. Yeah. Right? And if you know anything about history, when you divide your army and try to battle, try to fight multiple battles on, on different fronts simultaneously, um, you're doomed to failure. The Germans made that mistake trying to fight the Allies on the Western Front and trying to take the Russians during the Russian winter on the Eastern Front. Uh, thank God Hitler was a moron and didn't listen to, to, uh, to his generals who told him not to do that. And he decided to do it anyway, and it, was, it proved to be catastrophic for the, for the Germans, right? So, but what's to say, and to your point, that that doesn't happen? Right. You know, that that does happen. That, that you know, some player, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, you know, down, down the ladder on the 8th rung says, to your point, you know what? This is my opportunity to take back, you know, what I lost years ago or to, to finally make this right or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you were naming all those different countries, a lot of those aren't really huge, strong world powers. Like when you were talking about, like, even Australia, Greece, eh, maybe England so much. But anybody can bring up on Google, like, the list of the top, the most powerful countries military-wise and stuff. But if you think of the ones that are ready to almost are almost in an alignment to be in conflict with one of their neighboring countries. They're all the big guys. It's almost like the heavyweight division, like in boxing. It's not small ones. Like when you start talking about China, you start talking about Russia, you know. Um, North the, Korea. Yeah. I mean, they're all big, big military industries. You know, they're huge. They're all like in the top five, I believe. And then um, even I saw a thing the other night on Iran. They're big as in sheer numbers with their 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 uh, soldiers, you know, boots on the ground. They're pretty big too, you know, when it comes to that. So, 
it's not like you would have a couple little rinky-dink third world countries battling that. I mean, you're talking. No, no, we're not. We're not talking. You know, uh, it would be big. Yeah, it, we're not. We're not talking these. The you know little countries skirmishes. No, this would be flat out the world's biggest armies. Uh, duking it out in essence. Thousands of tanks, thousands uh, of aircraft. You know, exactly. you're talking about the big, like I said, the big, self-propelled guns. The, the, it's you know. the big guys. It's the heavyweight division. They have navies. So they're t- when you're talking about countries that have navies, holy cow! You're not talking about little landlocked countries having skirmishes with other countries next door. You're talking about fleets, fleets of, of ships, man. You're talking about that's global, dude. That's worldwide. But that could Can lead. Be. But that could lead to um, some skirmish dating back thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, uh, the Turkish and the, and, the, and, and, the, and the Greeks, you know what I mean? Uh, the, uh, who, who's to say, um, you know, well, India. India has a very powerful army and with tens, with millions of uh, soldiers, right, um, that they don't get into it, right? right? And now you've got, and which side would they be on? They'd probably be on our side, right? right? Uh, but would they help Israel? You know what I mean? Yeah. Would they help? Um, I'm sure that if it came down to, uh, if Iraq somehow got into it, right? Or just the fact that Iran's into it, right? That uh, India would probably get into it. But then you have Syria, you know, who's Russian-backed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, you, you mentioned India, then you got Pakistan there. And, and you've got Pakistan. In, India and Pakistan are like mortal enemies. Our rivals, yeah. W- would they fight together against you know for the for the common good, or would they have opposing sides? And now you've got India and Pakistan at it, going at it, dude. This could lead to again World War Three, but total chaos, upheaval, hundreds of thousands, millions of people dead. Um, I don't think that it would lead to a nuclear war, but you never know. I mean, this is as close as, as, as we've come to something like this, to a true world war since World War II. Mm-hmm. I'll include uh, the Korean War in that, you know, because you really didn't know what the Russians were going to do with that, you know, so, with China I, I, and I, so on and so forth. My personal opinion is I believe it's more similar to the beginning of World War II. It's very, very identical, very identical. One, you, you know about World War II. If you know what what was leading up to World War II, with armies amassing uh, fronts, annexing other uh, pieces of land that they believe was theirs, or infiltrating on the other people as their neighbors and stuff, it's so much more similar to that. And it's in multiple areas. And that was like in World War II also. I mean, it was going on in three different continents. Well, the, di- the difference there being that, being that the, uh, the Germans, when they decided to basically step up their game they just rolled into poland you know they just rolled into czechoslovakia and it was they, they steamrolled them their those countries and and it was on from there yeah. it was just one country after another so the difference there is that the the germans were once that decision was made um they rolled the next day yeah. you know what i mean well my comparison was because it's in three different areas you know you had you had the japanese rolling in like you were saying in areas all out in east asia you know whether it was from china you know, whether it was in multiple, multiple islands. Uh, you had the, um, the uh, Italians down in Africa. You know, they were just amassing whatever land and, and countries that they thought were theirs. So it's kind of similar in that sense that there's multiple places in, on the earth where it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm growing more and more concerned about it because 
Um, listen, you know, <clears throat> this whole pandemic thing, I think most people are sick and tired of hearing about it. You know, it is what it is. This is our reality. People are living with it. We've learned to live with it. We learned to, to cope with it. There are, we've changed our lives to, to, uh, to address it and to, um, to do the best we can while it's out there. Um, I do think that there is something to, uh, to herd immunity. Um, it seems like everybody's getting this Omicron thing, and thankfully, it's nowhere near the Delta variant. Um, it's a really bad head cold on the verge of being compared to a strong flu. And if that's all it is, I'll take that all day long. You can give me that three times if you want, right, you know. Right. In fact, I've already had it, you know what I mean, um, as compared to the, to, to the Delta variant. My point to you there is that I think that <clears throat> it's, it's become rather passe, uh, most people are sick and tired of hearing about it. It is what it is. We've accepted it. Let's move on. Um, but by the same token, I don't think that enough people are paying attention to what is going on over there because it is so far away. And listen, it's actually, when you think about it, it's even closer than we think. Don't forget, there's nothing that separates us from, from uh, the United States uh, from Russia other than the Bering Strait, right? Um, that all they have to do, if they were crazy enough to do it, um, is cross that, and you know, World War Three. Are you kidding me? That's the beginning of the end there, you know. And every, you know, we've been talking about, and in and in the Book of Revelations, you know, it's the uh, the the um, um, every, the the end of days would basically start in the Middle East, right? And all signs point to Israel and something happening with, happening with Israel and one of the Middle Eastern countries and so on and so forth. Brother, I can tell you right now, whether it's that, because <clears throat> it also refers to the beast of the East, right? Uh, well, who, who's, who's the beast of the East? There's two options. You've got China and you've got, you've got the former Soviet Union. You've got Russia. So which one is it, right? Regardless to your earlier point, regardless of who sets it off, something is going to set it off. And once that happens, it may be irreversible. Right. Right. It's been a long time since there's been any big major wars, man. It's been a long time. Well, and, and you know what, though? The, the commonality between every major war, um, other than, <clears throat> you know, land and, and whether it was considered holy or not, uh, and it, it, it belonged to me, and now it belongs to somebody else, and I want it back, right? The greatest excuse to start a war or to get into a war for any nation is what it does for that country economically, right? Uh, puts people to work. You got to build things. You got to make tanks. You got to make guns. You got to make ships. You got to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's another way to, you know, get, get a country on its feet, potentially, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> it's the same old, same old. It's nothing short of um, a power-hungry move. It's greed. It's contempt. It's, uh, it's just plain evil. And we're seeing it play out little by little, step by step. You know, one plus one equals two. You know, A, B, C, so on and so forth. And you're seeing it play out. And I'm waiting for one of two things to happen. Uh, will NATO finally step in and say enough is enough? We're not going to let this, you know, happen. Let's sit down. Let's talk, right? Or um, <clears throat> will Putin and the Russians just say, 
fuck it, we're all in, let's go. Let's just take it. Let's go into, uh, into, uh, into the Ukraine because I don't think the West is as powerful as they used to be. And I don't think they're, uh, they're going to be so willing to jump into something um, right now anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, uh, it's a pretty scary thought. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you know what? Any of those different avenues you just said could unfold, man. Any, you know, any different option can happen. And uh, all humanity can do is just sit back and watch. Well, I think humanity and, humanity and those that are in power that have a say into what potentially could happen, someone needs to step up and, uh, and basically call, uh, tell the two, the two biggest boys on the block, yo, chill. You know what I mean? Let's, let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about what could potentially happen if you do this. And, and, and let's not forget that the major players in this, regardless of whether it could lead to it or not, or, any, or if anybody even wants it to go down that road, all have nuclear um, weapons. Yeah. On that note... I think we'll end it right here. Start paying attention to what's going on if you haven't, uh, especially going on in, um, around the world with, uh, with uh, China and Taiwan, uh, what's going on with, uh, with Iran and, uh, and Israel, and primarily Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, this could get bad real quick. Just going to pray for peace. Have a good night. Hey guys, this is Lou from A Burning Desire to Talk. Just a reminder that you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. But go on your favorite podcast streaming service, give us a follow, and a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.